This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, Rabotai, Shabbat Shalom, Parashat Vayichi. It's also the Ilula of Rabbi Yaakov Abichsera. So let's start with a few, t- a few, uh, a few divrit Torah on the life of Rabbi Yaakov, uh, on, on the Torah of Rabbi Yaakov Abichsera in this week's parasha. And then we'll move on to just a few stories that are related to, uh, to Rabbi Yaakov. So, just to start off the parasha, Rabbi Yaakov gives us, a, gives us a, a, as we call it, a, a one-two punch. Parashat Vayechi. It's written that Yaakov Avinu lived in Eretz Mitzrayim for um, 147 years. For 147 years. Asks Rabbi Yaakov, why did Rabbi, why did... Why did Yaakov Avinu only live for 147 years? And he says that the, his years didn't reach the years of his forefathers. His years didn't reach the years of his forth, forefathers. And asks Rabbi Yaakov, why is it that Yaakov Avinu didn't reach the years of his forefathers? He was great. The answer is simple. Sometimes because the greatness of Arav, he's so great, he fulfilled this tikkun early. We know the Arizal, we know the, the Ramchal, uh, uh, we know, we know the Orachim Hakadosh. Many died young because they reached their tikkun early. Says Rabbi Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu also reached his tikkun earlier than his forefathers. The gematria of Yaakov Avinu is Kuf Pebet, one hundred and eighty-two. Sheva Havayot seven times Yudke Vavke. Says Rabbi Yaakov is the gematria of uh, is the gematria of of Yudke uh, Vavke times seven. Didn't calculate it if there is a kolelim or not, but you'll do that for me. And the years that Yaakov Avinu lived is 147. That's Shiva. That's seven times Ehye. Seven times Ehye. Now the Shem Ehye is a malbush. It's a it's it's a it's a coating. It's surrounding Yudke Vavke, which means that when somebody gets to that level of Yudke Vavke. Plus the coding, he knows he reached his tikkun, and that's the great ma'ala the Yaakov Avinu reached. That he got to, he got to the 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 shem and al kabbalah, the mochin of the havayot, are are um, are are with the the, the mochin of zah. He he gets into into the inyanim of kabbalah, but for our inyan Yaakov Avinu, which was kuf pe bet, the gematria of Yaakov Avinu was seven times yud kevavke reached with Kuf Mem Zayim, the Malbush of Ehyeh, that gathered into Yud Kevavke, and therefore he reached his complete Tikkun. That's where Yaakov starts off why, that with the greatness of Yaakov Avinu that he reached his, um, his Tikkun. And when, Rabbi Yaakov, when Yaakov Avinu is giving Birachot to each one of his children, I want to focus on the, on the Bracha of Zivulun. He has many chidushim as he goes along in this parashah pitochechotam, but I want to mention one that I think is most relevant to a point that I want to bring across of Rabbi Yaakov. Because I've read, I've read so many stories of Rabbi Yaakov, and a lot of them are about these tremendous miracles. And as he took steps, uh, that 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 enemy of the Jews died, and 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 his ruach hakodesh. But in truth, there are not a lot that we could learn from because. Uh, that, that we know that he was a tzaddik and tahor and how many miracles. But we have to learn from Rabbi Yaakov is how he got to it. How he got to it was his tremendous hatmadat Torah. And that's why I want to pick this Dvar Torah. 
זבולון לחוף ימים ישכון והוא לחוף עניות וירקתו על צידון. זבולון's portion, we know that זבולון was the one who supported יעקב אבינו. He's going to reside לחוף ימים ישכון. והוא לחוף עניות, and he's going to be on the side of the boats, וירקתו על צידון. He's going to be on צידון. And he's going to support his brother Issachar. Says Rabbi Yaakov, this is coming to give us a remez, a hint, that Bnei Yisrael were chosen to be the chosen nation. Why? Because they were osek in the avodat Hashem. They were osek in the service of Hashem. And they wake up every single morning to batiknisiot and to batimidrashiot. Like we say in Tefillah, Ashrenu matov chelkenu ashrenu shanu mashkim avim batiknisiot ubebatim madrashiot. Which, by the way, the Moroccan minhag is on Shabbat. We start from there. Ashrenu matov chelkenu. And Mishetamid cheshko upeulato bebatiknisiot ubebatimidrashiot zeu agorem lo liskoligan eden atachton. And somebody whose main dwelling in this world is in the Bet Knesset and in the Bet Midrash. He is going to be zochet the Gan Eden Ha'elyon. And says Rabbi Yaakov, it's very simple. It's a midah keneged midah. It's tit for tat. Why? Because if somebody, his main dwelling is in the Bet Midrash, that's called Gan Eden Ha'tachton. That's called the Gan Eden in this world. And if he's going to be in Gan Eden in this world, Hashem's going to give him Gan Eden in that world. Where is he in Gan Eden in this world? He's in the Bate Knesiot, Ubate Midrashiot. And says and say, and and he goes and continues that if somebody comes to Bet Knesset and a Bet Midrash, by default, what it means is that he's saying, "I trust in Hashem, and Hashem's going to take care of what my needs are, because I'm going to have full bitachon. I'm going to have full, uh, uh, full belief that Hashem is going to take care of me." Hashem takes care of everyone. And he knows that a person is not going to have to put tremendous amount of efforts. He knows that Hashem is going to be mazmin, is going to give him his parnasa. And therefore, Rabbi Yaakov says, this is what I believe, the, the, the explanation of the Pasuk, Birkat Adonai Hita Ashir Velo Yasif Aitsev Ima. What does that mean? This is a Pasuk in Mishle. The, the Birkat Hashem is Bitachon. In other words, somebody who knows that the bracha comes from Hashem, Birkat Hashem, Hita Ashir. That's what's going to make a person rich. In other words, the, the bracha that he knows that everything is going to come from Hashem. And he knows that everything that comes to him is a bracha from Hashem. That makes a person rich that he's not going to have to be toreach more because Hashem's going to take care of him. Says Rabbi Yaakov, now we get back to the pasuk. Zevulun lechof yamim mishkon. What does that mean, Zevulun? Somebody who has a chelek in Gan Eden, a house in Gan Eden is called a bet zvul. That's the lashon. Zvul, zvul means a house. As we know that... Um, that that uh, that, um, that that in the pasuk in in, in Melachim biniti baniti bedzvul lecha a bedzvul. So his house zevul zevulun. You know where it's going to be lechof yamim mishkon, where the yam is. What's the yam? The ocean, the ocean of the Talmud, Yama Talmud, as it's called. Where you're going to go, the Yama Chokma, the the ocean of wisdom. There's infinite wisdom in Torah. Like it says, everything goes to the Yam, and the Zorah Kadosh says that's referring to the Torah. So, 
So, Zivulun Lechof Yami Mishkon. If you want to have a Zivul, you want to have a place in Gan Eden, have your main area should be in a Beta Midrash. Vehu Lechof Aniyot. And it should be like a place of boats, like it's written in Eshet Chayil. Hayta Ka'aniyot Socher. In other words, that the Torah is, is, is likened to, to boats where you go to the port to get the boats. And you have to have on, on your side, on your side, Sidon, because Sidon is Gematria Elohim Chaim. That you should have, in other words, your, your, your bitachon should be in Hashem. So if a person puts his focus, and we know that Rabbi Yaakov his whole life would never worry about money. There are more, many, many stories about it. He would sit in Bet Midrash in his house, his famous table in his house, in Tafilalet, all day, and learn Torah, and the money would come for whatever. He would sometimes go collect for Anim, and he would make sure always that his, that his, uh, uh, that his, his, um, his Parnasa was taken care of, and all his grandchildren were that way also, and Hashem would, 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 would send them all Bracha And I want to give you two stories about his tremendous, uh, but tremendous Atmada. First of all, Babasali once said, that Hashem gave, I think it could be he told this to Mordechai Eliyahu, I don't know exactly who, but he used to say that Hashem gave him and his grandfather a special matana. He gave his grandfather a matana, present that any Dav Zohar he learned, he remembered. And he, Baba Sali said, and he gave me a matana that any Dav Gemara I learned, I remembered. So, uh, so that, that's, that, that's a tremendous matana that, that Hashem gave them, but they didn't stop there. You know, it's written that somebody who has a very smart head usually doesn't come out to be the greatest Rosh Yeshiva or Posek because they're so smart so they don't have to go over things again because they think they know it. It's a big problem. And somebody who is of average intelligence, he usually becomes the great Gaon. Over here, Hashem gave present to Baba Saleh and Rabbi Yaakov and Baba Saleh was a great Rosh Yeshiva. You have to remember, Baba Saleh most of his life was a Rosh Yeshiva teaching Torah and taking care of the Yeshiva. And Rabbi Yaakov, his whole life was sitting and learning Torah. The miracles happen afterwards. But number one, that's where it starts. So Rabbi, so let me tell you, once, people didn't know about Rabbi Yaakov's greatness. He used to travel from place to place from time to time. He once ended up in the yeshiva in Fez. And there was a great yeshiva at that time. And, um, and, and there was a question that they were struggling with. Like it was usually in Morocco that there would be, they would sit on a question for a long time and they wouldn't know the answer. And Rabbi Yaakov didn't want to reveal who he was. He was hidden. So this happened many times. Happened in, in, in Tetuan, the same story with Rabbi Tzachak ben Walid. Happened over here. He wrote his, he wrote his, he wrote his answer. And they, uh, and they, it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, they, they had to reveal. They revealed the, uh, the, um, the, the, the they, they saw the answer. It was the, solved all their issues. And that's how they were Megali who Rabbi Yaakov was. Otherwise, he, he didn't want anybody to know, but he wanted them to know the answer. So let me tell you a story with his, uh, with his tremendous Hatmadata Torah. With his, I'm sorry, not with his Hatmadata Torah, when that it came time to publish his Sfarim, 12 Sfarim, 12 children, 12 Sfarim Rabbi Yaakov had. Right, he had, uh, whatever, you could split some of the Sfarim in two, but we'll call it, there was 12 Sfarim. And, and when he sent his son, Rabbi Aharon, to go publish them in Eretz Yisrael, now he brought them to Eretz Yisrael. A lot of them were based on deep Kabbalistic concepts uh, that the people in Eretz Yisrael themselves had to get down to the bottom of it. It was very difficult. They didn't want to give us Kama at the beginning. 
They didn't want to have Eskama at the beginning. Until, came to them, until Rabbi Yaakov came to them in a dream and told them, and, and, and told them who he was and that, that they should anyways give Eskama because he wanted his Torah to get out and that's what happened. But, but I, I, just to point out that, that there were times where you know, there, there was people playing outside and would bother his learning. They would get frozen on the spot. There's Arab kids who would get, that's what would happen. His tremendous Atmada so So, so, there are stories after stories about his Gadlut in Torah and his, and his Tikunim and, and the way that he prayed and he helped Aniim. It all started from his Koach, his tremendous dedication to learning Torah with hard work and with effort and with no shortcuts. And that is the Siman and that is the true sign of a Gadol Israel, putting in all that effort and no shortcuts. And then afterwards, his Gadluto was Nitparsem Lakol. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.